0: I shouldn't be surprised, because for over two decades, for over two decades, the McMahons have hated the Rhodes. My dad set Florida on fire. He was a Hall of Famer. He shows up here, they put him in polka dots, and they make him dance. My brother was a second-generation stud, the natural, and I loved him. And they put him
1: in gold paint, and he has never been the same.
2: Welcome to Cheap Podcast episode number 83. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I'm your host, uh, Dashing Diamond Dog Dave Rudden. I've got uh, one guest with me right now.
3: Oh, uh, I guess I'm disfigured, Henry Gilbert. <laughs> if,
2: if you took Dashing, I got to be disfigured. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be adding more guests later. But for now, we're going to start out with the grandest, the most honored of uh, really Laser Time tradition. podcast tradition. Kayfabe history. i uh, got to thank WWE for all of these recent firings uh, because it's really <laughs> making it easy for me to pick out which wrestler to do a K-fabe history on. Because the uh, story's kind of over. Yes, and in this case, Cody Rhodes recently quit the WWE, and uh, because he his his story has had so many twists and turns over basically a decade... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the career that he had in WWE that may have uh, just ended forever. Uh, his So Cody Rhodes' wrestling career... Began in a WWE developmental ter- territory, Ohio Valley Wrestling, in mid 2006. Uh, he wasn't there for very long, though. Didn't like do much because he was quickly mm. brought up to the WWE in July 2007. This was when Randy Orton was doing his Legend Killer gimmick. Mm, I love that gimmick. Uh, so one of the people he was targeting was Dusty Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes came to his father's aid, of course. Mm. In his first appearance, uh, Orton slapped Cody, and they had a, a quick feud that Orton usually got the best of.
3: Yeah, he usually did. I though I do remember that the first time I saw Cody Rhodes on TV yeah. was when Dusty got in the Hall of Fame in ah. two thousand six, and I was like, "Oh, there's uh, there's Dustin Runnels. Mm-hmm. I know him. Who's this much better looking guy? Yeah, it, like
2: he he can't actually be his son. It's man. very striking. Like because watching even Dustin Rhodes, like now he's in the best shape of his life." Yes, but like during his heyday in like the mid '90s and the 2000s, Goldust was just like he had like an average physique, and, yeah. but mer- and very had a much great more, face. yeah, but very much more in line with his father mm. than Cody. But Cody, for throughout his entire WWE career, he always wrestled shirtless and he was always like in very lean muscular shape, which was kind of uh, kind of different than the rest of the family and differentiated Cody. Late 2007, Cody Rhodes started teaming with uh, Bob Holly, hard hardcore Holly. Ugh. Uh, and they won the tag team titles in December of two thousand seven. Actually held on to it for quite a while for like such a slapdash team. They not make sense yeah, the two of them. But they held it well they, yeah, it didn't make sense. And what happened was in June of two thousand eight uh, Cody and Holly uh, defended the title against Ted DiBiase and a uh Mystery a, partner. A mystery partner and that mystery partner was Cody Rhodes, who yeah. basically just switched teams and beat Hardcore Holly for the championship belt. Though I always thought that was like, that's kind of murky legal ter- territory. In and Holly's
3: w- book, he says that that plot was even surprised on him. Yeah. He said he was in the ring, and they're like, oh, he's he's the other guy. And then he felt that he blamed Dusty Rhodes for getting in Cody's ear and telling Man. him like, Oh, this this Bob Holly guy <laughs> is not giving you any help, if yeah. you will. You need to. He's bad for you, baby. Get away from him, baby. But this was give that. This, yeah give a Ted DiBiase Jr. That daddy. was
2: the end of Bob Holly in WWE, who who yeah. had like a. Like 15 year career in WWE. It is
3: amazing, but yeah, his, I mean, he, he gotten pretty beat yeah. up to that point, and he sounds like kind of a dick. Yeah.
2: So, no matter
3: what his book says.
2: Uh, so, Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes lost the tag belts to John Cena and Batista, because if you're facing <laughs> the two best singles wrestlers, they always beat a tag team. I got to look into yeah. who beat those two for the title. I feel like. Yeah, who beats John Cena and Batista
3: themselves? Yeah. No, I mean, people can't beat. I'm so sick of seeing mm-hmm. tag champions
2: lose to mm-hmm.
3: John Cena. i wow. like. <laughs> Whatever.
2: So after that, DB and Rhodes sought out other second-generation wrestlers. They briefly had alliances with Manu, who was the son of uh, Alpha, the Simone wrestler. Oh, and Sim Snuka, uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka's son, mm-hmm. with apparently a Sim from EA. Yeah, neither of those really took. But the what the second-generation wrestler they did catch on with was Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, they formed a, a new faction called Legacy, uh, which was basically put together to protect Orton's title. Like they would interfere in matches. Uh, though Cody Rhodes and Ted T- T- DiBiase C- did have a main event level match at uh, SummerSlam 2009 where they fought against Degeneration generation X, Triple H and John Michaels. I mean,
3: it's one of the first live events I've wow. been to in a long time, and it was... Uh all I remember is that there was a line where DX was calling. Of course, they were inferring mm-hmm. that uh, Cody and Teddy were gay. Uh, but to make it PG, they were like, oh, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Even though I bet if you
2: asked, does, I bet if
3: you yeah. shoot asked uh, Michael Hickenbottom mm-hmm. right now what he thought of gay <laughs> people, I bet he wouldn't say there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that.
2: Uh, so early 2010, uh, Legacy broke up. Cody sided with uh, Ted DiBiase during a uh, an Elimination Chamber match that both... Uh, uh, Ted and Randy Orton were in Uh, Cody, like, he gave Ted DiBiase a lead pipe So the three ended up in a triple threat match At WrestleMania where Randy Orton won It was like the breakup of the legacy That fucking sucked that match, man
3: I mean, it was really cool to see see him do the Dropping yeah. DDT on two guys at the same time, but it almost seemed like it was just for that. Yeah, but that <laughs> was such a bear. It
2: felt like a real burial, though, for those guys. It, it, it established them all the as Legacy. singles guys. Like Cody and Ted worked together as much as they could, but ultimately, like you want to win at WrestleMania, not help somebody win at WrestleMania. So Randy Orton capitalized on that and won the match. It was okay for that. Period and like uh, not not a bad first WrestleMania match for Cody Rhodes. No, like in a high high in a big angle, big breakup at WrestleMania. Uh, You know, arguably might be his most important WrestleMania moment. In mid 2010, Cody Rhodes uh, around the time he was a mentor on NXT for Husky Harris, aka Bray Wyatt. I have to imagine (laughs) some of his like eccentricities and and promos helped uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, but. Cody Rhodes himself uh, became different. He kind of grew an edge where he had a narcissistic streak and called himself Dashing Cody Rhodes. Oh, this is my favorite yeah. Cody Rhodes. So to accentuate that gimmick, he would actually bring out paper bags or he would have assistants bring out paper bags and put them on the heads of people in the audience. Mm-hmm.
3: He was a latter-day Rick Rude, yeah. but uh, but not just about his pelvis or whatever. It was about his above-the-neck prettiness,
2: yeah. which he is a gorgeous man. And, and, he, and, and, and he would not like... Being punched in the face, it would like that yeah. would be he was like Narcissus Prince from um, <laughs> from Super Punch Out, where it's like he's a great fighter, but if you hit him in the face, are bringing him to a whole new level. So uh, January 2011, uh, to that point, his character took a little bit of a weird turn. Rey Mysterio broke Cody's Cody Rhodes's nose, and even though you couldn't actually see any physical difference, mm. Cody Rhodes now considered himself very ugly. He wore a clear mask just so you could see that nothing was wrong, but uh, it was he wore it as protection. Uh, saying like I'm ugly, don't look at me, that kind of thing, but uh, also used it as a weapon at every single uh, advantage he could take. That yeah, I one of his other like, early great WrestleMania moments. He actually he took on Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania and beat Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's probably might have been where i that's his, his best. Moment, yeah, might have been where his his stock was the highest.
3: I mean that was a great era. So I'm a huge comic book nerd, yeah. as you know, and I know that Cody is too. And so that storyline is exactly Doctor Doom. Yeah. Doctor Doom was a very handsome man who had a minor amount of damage done to his face and then he said, I'm ugly but I'm going to punish the world and especially the guy I blame for that damage to my face and yeah. so him going crazy like that him wearing a mask mm-hmm. and then also the hood over it yeah. like it was silly but yeah. a wonderful but he story. really yeah
2: like he brought cool things to it like his yeah. titantron changed so like the music was more sinister oh, so and like like the i remember even the titantron had like headlines like cody road disfigured he's a freak <laughs> now
3: i always remember that when i think to like why are they doing stuff with cody because he hit it out of the park with yeah. this character
2: So, yeah, he used that weapon to beat Ray. He used the mask as a weapon to beat Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania. Then, in the summer of 2011, uh, he started using the mask less, but he won the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, yeah. And uh, winning that belt was the. It was a a design they used for like the 2000s that was not very the distinguished the oval I hate that oval so he he retired that he brought back the traditional uh, intercontinental championship belt that's still used right now with the same like white outline which is it's different beautiful. than yeah like I, I, in the 80s and 90s it was like kind of a rainbow like one month it'd be black one yeah. month it would be yellow but this is like it's just been white ever since and kind of because that was like Cody Rhodes' color at the
3: time and I had heard in the you know <laughs> since Cody leaving people mm-hmm. saying that he's the one who paid for that like oh, wow. He said, "Let me do this new belt, and I'll just buy it too. Like, look here's the yeah. belt. Just make this the it again." <laughs> and I, I love that it's
2: back to the classic. Man, design. I hope he got his, his deposit back. Uh, so late late 2011 Early 2012 Cody started to do His own legend killer Kind of gimmick Not like wholeheartedly But it was just Something for him to do For that period So he, first he He goaded Booker T And and beat him a bit Ah yeah uh, Then he started Making fun of the Big Show About how the Big Show Was so terrible At Wrestlemania Like he has a That a blooper reel Of Re- yeah.
3: all of his Worst moments at Wrestlemania Made a pretty good
2: argument That yeah. he
3: sucks That Big Show Does suck at Wrestlemania Yeah quick
2: KFA history For Big Show KFA history Within a KFA history Like yeah he lost to a sumo wrestler, he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Like, lost to mankind. Yeah, lost to. He's
3: lost, lost, lost. Yeah, my favorite. Mania. There's
2: there's one clip that that Cody brought out where like there's one WrestleMania where the Big Show sucked so bad they made him go to WWE New York and just like yep. watch with the crowd. It's like holy shit, that is bad. But yeah, this culminated in uh, the Big Show winning the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania, finally like breaking. Not he didn't have a streak, but like breaking his bad luck. But uh, he only held it for a month. Cody won it back in a uh, tables match at Extreme Rules. I love the ending of this match <laughs> where, like, the beginning of the night, it's they're doing this, like, uh, spin the wheel, make the deal thing, yep. which is from WCW where you don't know Buy the game. Dusty Rose. Yeah. So they spin the wheel. It's a tables match. And you think, how the hell is he going to put the biggest guy in WWE through a table? And the answer was, like, there was a table at ringside. As Big Show was stepping into the ring, uh, Cody kicks his leg so... Basically, yeah, uh, Big Show just steps through the table, and it counts because it's physical uh, attack that put another person through the table. Yeah. I just loved how brilliant, like... like it he... made Big Show look like a doofus, yeah. but I did love it. Yeah, so Cody's finally started to get a, a, a genuine storyline again in the fall of 2012. He started teaming with a, a holier-than-thou wrestler of a different sort, uh, the uh, intelligentsia wrestler <laughs> Damian Sandow. Uh, Road Scholars. The, yeah, they called themselves Road Scholars. Not really appropriate to the get to that team, but around that time he also started growing out a mustache. I mean, it is a very heelish thing to do. It's, it's that was
3: very random. Yeah, it's a very random thing that I felt like they only did for the Cole and Michael or the Michael Cole and JBL oh, wow. show on YouTube.
2: But I I I, <laughs> I tend to think like Cody Rhodes does like video games. He he uh, he had the Legend of Zelda Triforce on yeah. his uh, on his boots for a while. Maybe he just wanted to be like Mike Hagar for a while because he can looks see that. when with him with a mustache looks like Mike Hagar minus like. 75 pounds of muscle. Uh, so that that team broke up uh, the summer of 2013 after Sandow cost Rhodes money, the Money in the Bank briefcase. They had like a little uh, feud where uh, Rhodes threw Sandow's briefcase into the water and <laughs> Sandow came back with a leather briefcase which was really nice. And uh, then Sandow... Uh, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, yeah, that worked out for him. Uh, late 2013 when Sandow was not working out so well, Cody Rhodes probably had his most high-profile feud. He started uh, feuding with Triple H and The Authority... Uh, he was basing his anger, which apparently is very real, about how the roads the roads have been treated by the McMahon's over the years. Oh yeah, he fought Randy Orton in a match uh, with his contract on the line. He lost. Uh, Goldust showed up, tried to win uh, Cody back onto the show. He lost, and then they threatened to fire uh, Dusty Rhodes from his NXT position. So at that point, both Cody and Goldust teamed. They uh, they fought against uh, the shield. shield. In reality, Cody Rhodes used this time off to actually go on his honeymoon. Yeah, but, that, uh, and that's I mean I love
3: that his marriage to Eden caused one of his best storylines yeah. ever, and I think they were the first people to pin the Shield. Like, yeah, they uh, one of he, the f- one of the first. Yeah, he pinned Seth Rollins. Nobody I don't yeah. think yeah. had done that before. And
2: I think that and then for the tag team titles the next month I think he actually pinned. Roman Reigns like I've seen this gift go around recently of him doing the crossroads and pinning Roman Reigns which is like holy shit there was a time when like (sighs) that's where they were on the on the uh the ladder of WWE
3: I feel like a month later by then Vince decided like oh no Roman like that's the that's the story CM Punk tells on his tell all of just like being told oh but make Roman strong make Roman strong so by December they knew what they were doing
2: yeah and uh again like this thing that probably pissed Cody Rhodes off to no end Uh, After a few months of defending the title, they lost it in the pre-show of the Royal Rumble to the New Age Outlaws. Triple Uh, H's buddy! Yeah, uh, so uh, Goldust and Cody Rhodes, they continued to tag together for a few months, but uh, started to embark on a losing streak. Cody tried to find new tag partners for... Goldust saying like you need a better partner brother to brother because I'm not I'm not the best person you could be teaming with. Mm-hmm. So he try he shopped around like R-Truth, the other people Santino like picking the worst job as possible. But enter Stardust. Stardust was uh. A painted face character much in the vein of Goldust, but instead of Goldust who fetishized Hollywood, Stardust fetishized like the the entire galaxy and the solar system. Yeah. Uh, and he
3: was basically the riddler from the and West Batman.
2: Show. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they're they had a lot of these backstage promo segments where they'd be in a room with just little lights uh, sprinkled in the background, almost like stars. And they were in search of the cosmic key, which soon revealed to be the tag team titles, which they did end up winning. Held on to it for a few months, but then they lost. And then Stardust turned on Goldust, said Cody Rhodes is dead, like said it to his father. And I think, uh, I think Dusty Rhodes' is, televised yeah.
3: appearance. Yeah,
2: they only had one match at Fastlane 2015, and the crowd was not into it. And it and was, the ref fucked it up. And yeah, so they. Like I have to believe they were going to have a WrestleMania match, but that mm. didn't happen. It's very um, sad. But it did start, or not start us most high-profile WrestleMania matches. But like both in 2015 and 2016, he was in the intercontinental uh, ladder match. And in the in the case of both of them, he ca- he kind of used extensions of his gimmick the in the in the form of the exo atmospheric starbird. The first year <laughs> it was a glittery. Uh, ladder, Sequin
3: covered ladder, and then
2: this year it was to honor his father, a polka dot ladder. In both cases, it was just Beautiful. great to see, like, just the, the the slight bit of like calling back is, yeah, is great. He's.
3: He is a very creative
2: guy, but yeah. So in 2015, Stardust then moved on to feud with Neville and Arrow Star Stephen Amell. Kind of going back <laughs> not, to
3: not Lucha Underground wrestler Arrow Star, but the star Web of the Arrow. show yes. Arrow. Just to be clear, <laughs> yes, Stephen uh, Amell,
2: and it was it was very much based in superhero uh, kind of cliches. Of course, because Stephen Amell is on a superhero based show, but like Stardust is just like this intergalactic sort of for sure. Uh Neville's the man that Gravity forgot so he's he's got a cape that he instantly fits in. And but, I, I love the comic booky style promo yeah. art they made for it too. It was yeah. really amazing. But then they they brought even more people into like this comic book based feud. Like uh, Stardust had the Ascension as his minions. Which and, I wish they'd done more with that. And Neville started teaming with the Lucha Dragons who are you know they're Lucha wrestlers who have masks so they also fit in with that. And then King Barrett for a brief period. That was the tag team match. It was a Mel and Neville Versus King Barrett and Stardust. And uh, two of those men are no longer with WWE, but. The ones who lost to the TV star quit. Hmm. And after that, Stardust kind of just petered out. He floundered with half hearted feuds featuring likes of uh, Zack Ryder and Apollo Crews. But those were always just, they weren't, they were rarely on Raw if ever. They were barely
3: SmackDown feuds, man. Like, uh, yeah.
2: So uh, moving on to this month, on May 21st, he asked for a release from his WWE contract and was granted it, but he also put out a uh, statement that talked about how he felt he was underused in the last few years, like things like how when he teamed with Damian Sandow, they were supposed to have a WrestleMania match that got canceled at the last second, uh, that he wanted to stop doing Stardust after a certain amount of time, but WWE kept insisting that he do it, even though they had nothing for him to do with it. Like, for a while, he was teasing on his Twitter, like, half makeup's face, half regular Cody Rhodes' face. Like, I'm going to bring him back. He never got the chance to. But, yeah, he he even levied some pretty, like, harsh things, saying that uh, the writer of either Raw or SmackDown, he didn't really differentiate them, but one of them is literally just like, harassing divas all the time instead of doing his He's, job. He
3: said that one of them is wishes they were Brian Gewirtz, mm-hmm. and the other one, who I believe is Ryan Ward,
2: is uh, too busy hitting on every developmental diva he can find. Yeah. So, yeah, his wife also left along with him, Eden, but Goldust is still staying around. So, I mean, even though this is, it's a bitter breakup, I don't think it's quite on the CM Punk level. I think that the, mm. the, the bridge is always there. I think the, the roads and... McMahon's are will always have a relationship that allows like Cody to come back yeah. at some point, and I think that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna he's gonna prove himself in Japan. I think he'll be great there, mm-hmm. or on Lucha Underground, where like a character like Stardust can't be Stardust, but something <laughs> like that, or just his love and of like Cody games. Rhodes
3: is his real name, so he yeah. can be that. But like, like they don't yeah. own that his, name. His love
2: of comic books and games works perfectly with with Lucha he Underground. Really does. So.
3: I, just don't go to TNA because yeah. I think we all remember what happened to Dustin Reynolds in TNA. Not good he got things. fatter than ever. It's the saddest era of his entire life. And yeah, I hope I hope nothing but the best for Cody Rhodes. The history of the Rhodes and the McMahon's is sad because like Vince I don't think ever got over seeing Dusty. Dusty was his competitor. Like he put on Starcade. Dusty Rhodes invented Starcade, and then Vince McMahon invented Survivor series to kill Starcade. And it's funny to hear, you know, on one of those Legends of Wrestling Mm -hmm. uh, specials. Dusty talk around it and be like, yeah, but who cares? Because the story's over now. But yeah. in 1987, he cared quite a lot. Yeah, or 88. Uh, but yeah, and so then you know you see Vince with this history. He hires Dusty when Dusty's mm. down to make him look like an idiot. The Dusty is so awesome he can't be ruined mm. by that a common man job. He hires Dustin Runnels to make him gold dust and debase himself. Yeah. But Dustin is a fucking he, awesome guy too and made yeah. it work
2: as well. And that's- it's almost the, like the reverse for Cody, where he would started out, like, just be yourself. And yeah. he, like, had some of his more pro- high-profile stuff as Cody Rhodes in the beginning, and then with, like, Stardust started to trail off. Uh, and I think that's why he left at this point. Like, he had 10 years, which is a pretty substantial amount of time in WWE. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was probably happy with, like, most of his time, but, like, when the Stardust stuff started to happen, I think that's when he kind of... Or actually, probably starting with... Like, the Rhodes Scholar stuff where, you know, he's the he's Mr. Mustache and yeah. he's, he's not even getting to be on WrestleMania. I think, like, yeah, now he's starting to realize, like, I, I'll never get to that top level with WWE. And, I mean, it's understandable if you can get to that top level elsewhere and prove to WWE, like, I should be... You bring me back, I'm going to be in the main event.
3: yeah. I think he's part of a lot of the guys leaving in this new I mean the new era is a horrible brand they keep telling us about. It. It's just like the new generation. Yeah. But um But yeah, people really But like you him. are seeing people are leaving. Like because they're seeing oh these NXT guys they are in better positions than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be Wade Barrett forever. I'm just going to be Cody Rhodes forever. Yeah. I'm going to be Dolph Ziggler forever. I'm not... I, my time yeah. going up is over. I'm now Coco Beware yeah. putting over the new guy. Like, or I'll be Virgil who gets killed by Yokozuna yeah. when Yokozuna
2: appears. Like, but, I, yeah, I think like both Rhodes and Barrett have the right idea. Like, I'm not quitting wrestling. I have... Yeah. I'm going to prove myself elsewhere because that's the way you get back. Like, like even X, Styles like, fucking did it. Yeah, man. like you, you leave and show like how much you're needed, and then you come back for more money. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean that's that's it for his kayfabe history for now. I'm sure he'll we'll see him wrestling again quite soon. It sounds like he's going to be doing something with Arrow because he says he's already yeah. got a uh, a movie or TV role lined up. So I mean, um,
3: Edge was already in the Flash Arrowverse, yeah. so who's to say Cody yeah. won't be too? I mean. Stephen Amel is friends with him. Also, Cody Rhodes is has movie star good looks yeah. and can act. So, why not just be? Just collect your CW paychecks and yeah. do some acting on TV.
2: they will do it for the kayfabe history for Cody Rhodes and Stardust. Not saying they're the same guy, but consider that two and one, two kayfabe histories in one for two de- very different people. They are definitely not the same guy. Uh, we'll be back talking about this week in wrestling. See you in a bit. It's my life in the
1: box and of me, you, walk by, to me. you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time. Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com lasertime Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. And then uh, you
2: went to the Hentai
1: Jerk Off Theater. Clearly there for like, go watch adult films or adult whatever.
0: And then over it was a giant sign that's just like hentai every Sunday at ten or whatever. <laughs> and it's like when they do when they would do these things like in the t- 30s and 40s and 50s. It's like it's because there's like well I don't I don't have a VCR at home. It's the 40s. I'm I don't well a, I don't have a TV. <laughs> so it's like of course I'm going to go to a theater. I'm going to sit way in the back and try real hard to jerk off under my pants. This is hentai, which means if you're into hentai, or, do you even know what that word? Do you is? even know what the word you is? You're
1: so looped into the hentai you, scene. You
0: have. Internet, or you have a a '90s style ring of tapes that pass through mm-hmm. your a house. We are Japanese uncle. You have some means to have already accessed it. Like, there can't be someone's like, "Well, it's time for my Sunday night jerk off at the theater." <laughs> What's all this cartoon? I've been saving up all week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen <laughs> all eight tentacles inside the woman
1: Get bonus time Laser Time's weekly full length uncensored And ad free Patreon exclusive podcast As well as weekly full length movie commentaries Wrestling and cartoon video commentaries Physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson And more at patreon.com Slash laser time Starting at just five bucks You'll help us live and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again
2: Cast live the unprofessional live show about professional wrestling. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Deviated Septum Ruddin. Uh, I'm Hank in it for the steel
0: cage. Gilbert, <laughs> uh, Brett Bullet Club, Brelston. Ah, good work,
1: Christy right. Invisible Antista off mic, but taking your feedback. So yes. let us know what you think about these respective matches. Yeah,
2: we're talking about the big matches of the week. We usually just mm-hmm. do three because there's three big shows per week. TNA, TNA, and TNA. No, uh, Raw, NXT, Lucha Underground. But we had a pay-per-view this week, Extreme Rules. So we're starting off with one of the best matches of Extreme Rules, that being AJ Styles against Roman Reigns. I mean, this was just a one of the better WWE shows in quite a while. Like, kind was, of what I you wanted WrestleMania to be, because even Payback wasn't what you wanted WrestleMania to be. But it, like,
3: It really was. And, you know, I want to give this one more credit, because... Uh, The four-way was incredible, but it had four people to share all the moves. Then, for the most part, the uh, AJ-Roman match
2: was all them. And and, and their their families, more or less. Yeah, and their uh, families. But they were killing each other. Yeah, it was really, really brutal. Um, And and, and unlike Chris Jericho against Dean Ambrose, which took a while to get to the fireworks factory that was Chris Uh Jericho falling on, uh, uh, push pins Sit on attack This was like An entire match worth of Like AJ getting thrown into shit yeah. And getting hit And Roman getting hit really hard By AJ I just think it, it did better for both of them Than uh, last month's match did I mean mm. look
3: That Asylum match Was just boring Yeah but like. that, the
2: ending Was just great Sorry
3: <laughs> I mean it was working Towards a good ending And I definitely was shocked Like I was sure when they pulled out the bag of thumbs. When somebody saw him put tacks on the bucket, mm-hmm. I think Brett said, "Oh, thumbtacks." I was like, "No, no don't really. be I stupid." Did.
1: Oh, you said it, I Chris? did, and I got scolded because it <laughs> couldn't like, be thumbtacks. Yeah, no the only way. right person Are, in the room. Don't
2: you guys carry your thumb your thumbtacks around? Yes, in, in, a, a in, in, in a velvet bag, bag. all the time. Yeah, That's my
1: crown royal.
3: <laughs> but even when he poured it out, I was just like, uh, they're not really yeah. gonna fall on the
2: thumbtacks." Or, or or Dean is wearing like some sort of like <laughs> other vest underneath his wife beater that will absorb all of those. But no, it's the guy who wrestles in his underwear yeah. that got it all over his back and elbows man, and I shit. don't know
0: how to feel about this, but Night and the Humidifier saying, Henry's Michael Cole, Brett is JBL, Chris is JR, and Dave is the king. Well, uh, man, goes, yeah. does, does anybody agree with the any of those king? alignments? No, yeah, no the king, Lawler.
2: Yeah, I mean, I do make those puns. I don't like being Jerry. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't Sla- like being slide Michael aside, Cole. aside, I don't really recommend watching Main Event all that much, but this week, Certainly Jerry not. Lawler on Main Event, probably on SmackDown too, he's wearing... Maybe his most hideous shirt ever. It's almost culturally inappropriate. (laughs) So just think about that when you watch it. Because I I just watched it and I was like, my mouth was a gap. I'm like, what are you wearing, King? And that takes a lot for me to say that. I Uh, mean, I
3: was quite annoyed to hear him make a joke on Extreme Rules calling Lana a uh, mail-order bride.
1: That's a Russian joke. A, a bunch of people talking people. about, uh, liking Extreme Rules, but a uh, piece for me saying that Jericho Ambrose matches a snore fest until that spot. Yeah, yep. Definitely. Um,
2: but almost everything else delivered. Like, the tornado tag was good. Rusev just beating the crap out of Kalisto I liked. Uh, New Day <laughs> and Villains was short, but I, I thought it, it made the Villains look alright, and hopefully they aren't getting ascensioned. When you say Villains, I keep hearing Bob Dylan's. Yeah, the Bob yes. Bob Dylans. We're a I'm the greatest team. in the world! <laughs> But the 4 match stole the show, but yeah. this yeah. was damn good, too. The uh, Well,
3: the Rusev also, series. I love seeing Rusev just murder yeah. Uh, yeah. Kalisto. But, yeah, so the main event, AJ and Roman, was great. And like, mm-hmm. I, I made it clear, now that it seems, uh, oh. well, not seems, AJ versus Roman is over. Like, oh, yeah. It's done. And so you look back on it, and it was just like they knew AJ as a one of the best performers on Earth. Could give Mm. Roman a great match, yeah, Yeah. and multiple
2: great matches. And he was just immediately like brushed away at the end of the match, like, "Okay, you you go
3: now,
0: get out out of the ring
2: right now." Here's Seth Rollins. (laughs) Everyone's gonna cheer for him and forget about you.
0: Roll out of the ring. Do not stand up. Roll up the ramp and roll back behind stage. Contact the camera, please leave.
1: (laughs) J D B Sterling is saying, "I haven't gone back to rewatch, but I could have sworn Roman kicked out of the first Styles Clash at one. He Uh, probably didn't last, Hmm. but it was like one point nine, maybe." Well, yeah, there were a couple
3: that I was just like... You were losing your mind over him this. kicking out
2: his yeah. Styles thing. So,
3: look, I <laughs> I really didn't want to become a cliché of myself, which I guess... Too is late! A, which I guess <laughs> is a Michael Cole-ish thing to do, is become a cliché of yourself. <laughs> yeah. But so, I forget the first time he somebody kicked out yeah. of his Styles Clash. I got mad about that. It's Jericho, yeah. Uh, and, and then at and then WrestleMania... No, it was one before WrestleMania. Yeah, Fastlane. And, at Fastlane, he kicked out of it. I got pissed off. At WrestleMania, it was like... Nah, I'm not going to get pissed off if, <coughs> if it happens. It happened at the, it happened at the oh, obvious close-up. I'm so mad on. I'm gonna but, <laughs> then, going to throw up. And then at, at this show, I was like, I know he's going to kick out the Styles Clash. Fine. I won't be mad. And then when one of it happened, I was like, cool. Okay. But then when he hit him with a chair eight times and then hit him with an infused Styles Clash on the chair... I was like, fuck that. Wait, what is what the does Infuse mean? Is, is, is that
1: asking, like... like uh, AJ fights three good guys with a chair and yeah. uh, makes the Usos look like bad guys? Yeah, the Usos were the bad guys there.
2: Because yeah, they pulled like... him off of the pin after he did the style mm. splash, which is like, that is the slight... Uh, Cover. Yeah, asterisk mm. you could put on it. Like, okay, well, he kicked out, but it was... Uh, he was pulled out of the ring, so it would have been a three count. And
1: the Usos have to be good guys because it looks, always seems to me be they're being geared towards nothing else other than being yeah. Fruity and Cocoa Pebble spokesmen. One <laughs> on each box. Uh, yeah.
2: A great uh, wrestling internet writer, Brandon Stroud, has compared them to the two the twins from Bob's Burgers who can't be away from each Andy other. Andy and Ollie. Andy and Ollie. They are
3: Andy and Ollie. Yeah. Uh, but I think that... I mean, you knew the interference was coming. It was an extreme rules batch. But yeah. I love seeing them run around the entire auditorium. Yeah. I know there was at least one fan of ours who was telling me, like, they walked by me.
2: Yeah, they went onto the set of, like... Oof. Uh, they went onto the pre-show set. Yeah. And, yeah got seeing the, the way he stuff. dropped
3: on his ass on that pre-show set, I yeah. was just like, this is a guy who who skipped wrestling matches in December because of his sciatic nerve issues mm. and how he is... He's a beat up thirty eight year old wrestler. Mm -hmm. Like he's a vet who he can't take that shit all the time and And the bumps he
0: took on those tables the whole match, like you can find like good vines and gifts that are just compilations of all the insane bumps and stunts he had to go through.
3: Yeah, my fear is just as a super cynical wrestling fan who blames Vince McMahon for all my problems in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be a thing where, okay, AJ did it. AJ proved he was awesome And Vince will remember this Because he reached for that brass ring And Mm -hmm. lost and looked great Mm -hmm. And that really though in two months He'll he'll be fucking Dolph Ziggler man Mm Dolph Ziggler, the guy who you used to think could make it, now know will never make it. And And lost on the pre-show. And lost on the fucking pre-show to a
2: ball shot, man. Uh, Before we move on to Rockris, uh, any comments about Extreme Rules?
1: Well, I thought it was uh, odd that... um, Who said it? Dr. Droom says I'd I'd actually be fine with retiring the Styles Clash altogether.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it has a... I don't want to say it has a pedigree. It has like uh, like <laughs> it a- has a pedigree. It's a pedigree. No, but it's <laughs> people know it. It's a it's a an important move. It's it's broken people's it's necks. Legit broken neck. It's mm-hmm. different, but yeah. it also is not like it doesn't look that impactful. Like you just flap forward, and somebody else flaps forward too. Well, it's like, tur-
3: yeah, I mean it's just a flapjack, really, yeah. but. As Turbo Bison out there, I'm sure agrees with me. As a Japanese wrestling fan, mm. as a fan of Japanese wrestling, that that move was treated as a killer move. Like I was like, this is the move that murders people. And if he hits it, he wins. Yeah. The only time somebody kicked out of it in Japan that I can remember was when he did it halfway at Wrestle Kingdom to Nakamura, who was the, one of the only people who would get to kick out of it, yeah. and so. Mm-hmm. Then, meanwhile, to see like it just killed by everybody and turned into his signature instead of his finisher, like. Yeah. But the but on the other side, phenomenal forearm is an awesome ass move, and he should just fucking. So I'm like,
2: I watch that and I think, like, should a 38 year old be doing that move, hopping <laughs> off the ropes like that every time? And it doesn't slip to his uh to his credit.
3: I think he slipped a couple times when he just got started. Uh.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah let's, let's move
2: on to Raw. Chad, let's a bunch of uh, uh, move on away. to the promotion of
1: Neighbors too.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, Raw had a bunch of Money in the Bank qualifying matches. It was uh, again a really good show, uh, really true. Uh, and I, I'm like, I'm, I'm, starting, pet, I'm starting, I'm starting to get jealous of you guys going to Money in the Bank because so far the crowd in it looks pretty good. There's a. A Sami Zayn, spoiler, he qualified, so did Cesaro and Kevin Owens, who beat AJ Styles, who is was uh, And is the Jericho, yeah. the inventor of the Money in the Bank match, kayfabe. That, that might have been the most surprising result of the night. I thought, like, okay, Apollo Crews has been doing nothing, mm. so let's give him something and put him in the Money in the Bank match. But he lost. I think he had a might- pretty bad botch in it, too. Yeah. There's actually, like, I saw in Squared Circle the Reddit forum for wrestling, but, like, he actually apologized. You can hear him apologize to Jericho for fucking up uh, the end of that match. <laughs> he should have. Like, he did a kip up while he was doing a Styles clash. Like. Yeah, just like immediately crashed into each other. But like, yeah, it's, it was actually a tough choice, like for which Money in the Bank qualifier was best. But like, just Sheamus and Sami Zayn. For how different they are from each other physically, but also they have—they're both gingers, so they've got mm-hmm. that in
3: common. They're both red guys who do big boots.
2: But I, yeah, I love seeing Sheamus <laughs> with like small dudes and just throwing them around, and he's able to do that with Sami Zayn, like almost like he did with Dol- Dolph Ziggler for for fucking six months last year. Yeah, though, Daniel Bryan as
3: well. Poor Daniel Bryan. Like that's that's why they give him. Why in his <laughs> last thing did it have to be against the guy who's like, oh no, I really hit you hard. You'll yeah. be bru You'll be minion feller.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, I just really liked seeing those two go at it. Oh, uh, it was they they were
3: great, but these two together, fresh matchup, too. I always yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah, AJ Styles' Kevin Owens was also fantastic Turbo Bison, though I did hate seeing AJ lose. Though I saw some people uh, lose for a second night in a row, though I saw some people say, like, oh, it was a clean loss. Like, I mean, Kevin Owens cheated so yeah.
2: He 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 crotched him on the ropes. I think I mean that's for perfectly legal within the confines of wrestling uh, rules. Like yeah. it's you're not you're not like hit, taking the rope and hitting him in the balls with it. You're <laughs> making him fall onto the ropes in that way. So, so T- a,
3: of course Seamus hasn't been fired because he is promoting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. out of the time or? out of the shadows. Tmn toots. Yeah, that's an
2: easy way to remember it. But yeah, I just, I, I loved the Sheamus and Zane. the the ending was really great, uh, Zane getting decked in the face, but quickly getting in the ring, kind of turning the Huluva kick into sort of a flash finisher on yeah, the, I like on the that. level of, of the RKO, where it's like, he'll like, slip right in the ring and just hit you with it like immediately, just like at Extreme Rules, where he started off the match just by clocking Kevin Owens in the face with And it.
3: as our Patreon commentary showed, he did that to win the first fall in his match with Cesaro, like... I like that it can be that I was thinking of it it's more like hbk's uh the the super kick yeah. a classic super sweet chin music not just the super kick everybody and their mother does now Jesus yeah.
2: Christ yeah I also I also really like Cesaro versus Miz kind of showing that like Miz can hold his own in like in a one in one one on one match he still can have a damn good match I mean granted it has to be against somebody like Cesaro but like You know, you could say, like, oh, he was the weak link in the Intercontinental title match at Extreme Rules. He's never going to be the best, but he's still damn good with, like, the proper partner.
3: Yeah, Miz is really... Miz can be really good, but he also... I mean, he is a better... Other than Kevin Owens, he's the best talker of those four guys. But... Yeah, Sheamus. I'm I'm with you that Sheamus. I'm with uh, Turbo Bison as well. That Sheamus
1: is good. So people don't up, like him because he's not indie. He didn't. Well, well he's indie. just
0: like his character. He's never has interesting character or personality mm-hmm. things going on. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he can put on good matches and that that look impactful and strong. But yeah. like, yeah, as he looks get, pleasant and
2: disgusting at the same yeah. time. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like his he kind of started a feud with Apollo Crews on Raw. Just mm-hmm. he beat him up backstage. So I'm like. Well, okay, I guess that's what's happening. Like, yeah. the whitest man him. versus the blackest. Yeah, man Yeah, wow. WWE. <laughs> like. not think about it that way, but I mean, but it'll be good to see those two. For all yeah. those folks with black and white televisions—they know like, which, <laughs> who to root for. One is a, a buff-ass white dude who hits really hard, and the other is a buff-ass black dude who, like, can fly around surprisingly <clears> for yeah. his size. So, they'll, I think they'll have a good match. Uh, to, uh, you since they both lost the uh, qualifiers Turbo and I agree that that Mark Henry match was
3: really good but my favorite Sheamus match coming to mind mm-hmm. well definitely the Extreme Rules rematch with Daniel Bryan post mm-hmm. their 18 second bullshit yeah but also, I really enjoyed Seamus' uh, match with Cesaro at Night of Champions. Yeah, that was good. They bashed each other so much. I was just like, Jesus, you guys <laughs> know this is fake, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God.
2: But I think my some, my favorite stuff from Raw actually happened outside of the ring. Like, I do the the coolest thing that happened on Raw, which mm-hmm. people disagree with me, but, like, Charlotte Flair was not, like, the clearest on the microphone, but she was, she had, like, the most emotional promo one person could ever have, which is. Telling off your your parent like <laughs> she basically fired Ric Flair and yeah like she got caught up in like shushing the what chance which sure is stupid uh, but I like, never
3: want to hear another what chance. They, in my life. they
2: don't do anything like they prove nothing. They they they're just throwing off uh, people during interviews which. What? Sucks. Mm-hmm. Shut up. What? <laughs> but like the fact that it. that she was so impassioned, and Ric Flair uh, has—that'll uh, that, be stop, the, the addition <laughs> for
1: the next game—is when they can actually put the what yeah. in the crowd chants.
2: <laughs> but Ric Flair crying, which he can do on a dime, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got enough tragedy and get nine background. cents back. What yeah. <laughs> do yeah. I want to pull from now? <laughs> yeah, he'll <You'll> do, <laughs> do it while promoting a video game, for God's sakes! But uh, <laughs> like, yeah, him crying in the ring as his daughter tells him off is kind of. It was really moving. And then backstage, like, he says goodbye to Arn Anderson on TV for what might be the last time.
3: And, like, can't
2: even do an interview. Like, Ric Flair, who is the consummate-like talker guy.
3: Well, if I was WWE, knowing the mortality rates of all these wrestlers, every last appearance, like, don't think that, oh, but they'll be back in three months. They might not be. So treat what you think is their last appearance for a while. As what could
2: be their yeah. real last appearance? It is weird to watch something like Wrestle- last year's WrestleMania that we were at. Mm-hmm. Roddy Piper, his last appearance was there, like yeah. just a oh, random yeah. backstage interview where mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. yes chance because Daniel Oh, in WrestleMania, have- yeah, okay. it was a backstage thing. Yeah, I remember that was. Yeah, he didn't do any other. I was I was, stuff, was filming,
1: but... so I was watching it on the Titantron, but I could also see backstage mm-hmm. and filming it. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow.
3: So the negative I would say about the Sheamus Zayn match mm-hmm. uh, was just the outcome of it. Like, should have done more for Sammy. Sammy beating the guy who was last, like who was champion in December yeah. him beating a multi-time world champion should have really raised his stock but Seamus thanks to the League of Losers yeah. was just like it doesn't fucking matter like they're having to rebuild Seamus now and and hearing Michael Cole even correctly say oh you know what a change of fortunes yeah. that Seamus the guy who won last
2: year's Money in the Bank won't even be in it. Yeah. Good. Another out out of uh, out of ring segment. Basically, uh, Enzo Amore returning to. Uh, oh, that uh, was hot. It, it, like he wasn't in the match with Colin Cassidy, but basically was it uh, what he does best? The uh, the backup who just yells shit at the opponents. I and want his
3: character to be the guy who drops his mic all the time. That, his, yeah. like, that he's always the first too time he's done excited. It. But, Sorry. like, yeah, he
2: dropped it when he came out then, and I think he dropped dropped it at payback as well. Yeah, when b- he, before yeah.
3: his concussion.
0: It's a
2: pre-concussion uh, <laughs> uh, symptom right there. I
0: mean... Do, do you think 2K17 will let you turn up the smart meter on yeah. the crowd where, like, they'll start doing the wave or yeah. chant, we
1: are awesome? Oh. You probably campaign to get one of us in there. <laughs> so, just uh, photograph me. They're just
2: down the road from here, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so before we move on to NXT any any particular comments from uh, the uh crowd?
1: I was just looking at Turbo Bison and he's like the, the, the people didn't did or didn't like the Charlotte thing or just didn't agree that it was the best thing on Raw. Some
2: people thought yeah. she did bad acting. I mean, she is for as good as she is in the ring mm-hmm. and like as Athletic as she is, she is very much like a rookie. She was only in NXT Talking for like wise, she is a rookie, mm-hmm. but like even wrestling, she's only been Nada for like I think two or three years. Mm-hmm. She's made amazing progress and mm-hmm. definitely deserves to be the like first women's champion. But yeah, like she doesn't know like proper like how to go to crowd. Like she's learning that stuff and she's learning from like one of the best ever in the form of Ric Flair. But, like, yeah, she it isn't the smoothest. She she stuttered. She got caught up in the whole what chant, whereas, like, most wrestlers nowadays just, just like, steamroll right through it. Yeah. I
3: don't want to sound like a total mark for Sasha Banks, but Sasha Banks would not have been caught by that stuff. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. like,
2: it, only she could do that. Just the um, the amount of passion and, like, drawing out, like, real things, like talking about how angry she is that, that her father wasn't around for, like, all these things in her youth. And, like, you can't make up for it now. Like, get out of my ring. Doing the na 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 hey 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 goodbye, and the fact that nobody in the crowd was doing it with her—that's massive. Like, man, you could have said that when like uh, Prince died, in an, in a wrestling arena, and people would have caught on with the chant. But I put the what, Flair but what Charlotte in. making, trying to get the crowd to do it for Ric Flair, nobody was in on it, and I it was—it was great. It was actually weird that like Dana Brooke was just there; she didn't like elbow uh Charlton going like, "Yeah, boss, go ahead, say that stuff." Dave Meltzer says that they've got big
3: plans for Dana Brooke. They think she's going to yeah. be a top. But they say that like they have those they have those same plans mm. with Lana a yeah. year ago. Like I think they're had nuclear
2: heat on Lana. Yeah. Well,
3: I think they're also more quick to like change their minds on the women.
2: Like uh so just a brief aside, for NXT, there was again no singles men's matches because NXT is just so progressive. Got a uh, war against single men. Well, yeah. man, that's why I hate it so much. Yeah, so I just put in Austin Aries versus Shinsuke Nakamura because they had a confrontation in the ring and and they have to get Shinsuke and Nakamura in every episode of NXT, it seems. But, is he like, that hot right now? Yeah. Hell yeah, nice. he is. He's so hot right now. <laughs> uh, I'm, but I mean, the matches that were there were pretty great. Like, I... Nia Jackson uh two consecutive main events yeah. doing really well. Um, yeah, her
0: Bailey match last week was good.
2: And the opening match which had two tag teams that I'm not really into, they at least had a good good match and kind of it did the it served the dual purpose of promoting both NXT's tag team division, which is growing, and the upcoming cruiserweight tour or the championship, Global whatever
3: cruiserweight championship, Yeah. cruiserweight yeah, open,
2: yeah, that's. Uh, it. But like right now, it's just four guys whose names I can barely remember: Gargano, Johnny Gargano,
3: No Will Osprey. The, there's a lot of and good Tommaso guys being. Ciampa. Just but name some bread and
0: fault dude, lines, they, and they those are the names of your both wrestlers. Both the most
2: <laughs> generic and uh, also kind of copyright infringing name for the the other team. They're TM61. They were TMDK. That's
0: surfer. Is that, uh, that, surf that hyperbeam?
2: <laughs> it's yeah. it's cut. No,
3: uh, but yeah. Wow, I didn't know that was their name. I knew yeah, I know that it's TMDK. Yeah, the but Mighty t- I just Don't Kneel. Yeah,
2: sixty-one. Right? Yeah, sixty-one is the that's the number that down. you dial before you call Australia, which is from where they're from. So that's how they got oh. their nickname. So their names are Shane Thorne which whatever. That is like the ultimate creator wrestler name. The other guy's name is Nick Miller, which yeah. Big Nick Miller. Well, for, for me, because I watch uh, New Girl, everybody? New Girl? Anybody? No. Anybody? no.
3: Uh, no.
2: The, no. the main male character on the show is named Nick Miller, and he's played by Jake Johansson. He was in that Let's Be Cops movie. Yes. With Damon Wayans Jr., but his that, former co-star. such a character of, uh, on that show, I can't hear Nick Miller and think of a wrestler. in Jurassic think of, World? As yes. Me? Yes.
3: Right. Yeah, as
1: yeah.
2: us.
3: Well, I... Uh, but mostly Chris, but... I like uh, what, Schmitty? Max Schmitty?
2: Schmitty. <laughs> Wait, are we still talking about wrestling or hot yeah,
1: soccer uh, oh, proxy okay, now? Yes,
2: it's Schmidt. Schmidt, whatever. Ooh, uh, yeah, he
0: got a big push this season. Oh, got 90, married. Nightfright 90, 90, says once again, TM sixty one in Pokemon is Will-O-Wisp with a chance to burn. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, that's it. I I saw that I a lot on him. like okay, Twitter good. and Reddit. Because right. Willow Wisp is a I I, uh, I used my chandelure and yeah. taught
2: him Will-O-Wisp.
3: But I did miss this last time the uh, I didn't I missed NXT last night, but so Nakamura uh, Turbo Bison was saying Nakamura even did
2: a promo, yeah, like for say, Baby Metal. Well, they're they're going to be on the soundtrack for the next. And uh, Baby Metal show. are
1: friends with wow. him.
2: That's oh. fantastic. But so, like, he did a promo that was half Japanese, half English. Ooh, then you have Japanese. How they're going to the fly
1: over states? Well, yeah. they're in. Florida. He Flor- was having a ginky day.
2: He was in the most <laughs> uh, hospitable place in Florida. You could talk Japanese. Yeah, that, University. I mean,
3: Vince McMahon would never let him talk Japanese. Yeah. But it
2: was it was nice because Austin Aries said like. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. And then Nakamura replied in English, I don't either. <laughs> uh, but then he's just, yeah, like, no. you say you're the greatest man. Well, I am the King of Strong Style, and that wins. So. Did, he, did he go,
0: yow! Yeah, they did all oh, that. I love his yow! Yeah.
3: So great. The audience, though, ha- isn't doing it a long with him yet, though. Like, when he does it, like, mm-hmm. in Japan... They fucking say they know exactly like it's yao time. He's going
2: to mm-hmm. say his thing and then yao. But the, the last thing I need is more like rehearsed crowd stuff at NXT. So mm-hmm. I, Yeah, well, I was more pissed off. And people got on me
3: about this. But I hated that the... Fucking English soccer chants started taking over America. Like, there's enough bad American chants. I don't want to hear, hey, we want some Bailey. Mm. Fuck off, right? Oh, man. I'll say it in a way get you can ol- Get your old
0: man yells at Cloud's uh, gifts ready.
3: I'll say this in a way you British people can understand. Get off with that, <laughs> they're chanting,
2: mate. Uh, Dr. Drew says he's asking how everyone feels about pay per view Sunday, Raw Monday, SmackDown live on Tuesday. We'll get into more of that in the last segment of the show, but sure. too fucking much. Stuff not not for me. Like, I mean, I, look, I.
0: I'll this walk- is really the live portion of our uh, cheap podcast. Uh, podcast. Yeah. First, so, uh, let it
2: be known that we did live before that SmackDown indeed, did live. Indeed, fuck but, you, but Shane. S- but SmackDown being live on Tuesday, I'm fine with that because it's mm-hmm. like two hours that I'm on the fence about watching every week. I sometimes do having two hours that mean something on Tuesday. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, like and. Y- also, take into account that, that it probably still includes NXT on Wednesday, even though I think that there's going to be a lot of integration from NXT onto SmackDown. I think they'll need them Cause they like the, like the press releases have said, like, prepare for the new generation or the new era of, of WWE on SmackDown starting right, July.
3: But they pre-record so much NXT that they could totally just have, like, all right, we recorded four weeks of NXT. Now you're going on tour with SmackDown, you're going on yeah. tour with Raw. They're also, but-
2: this, this upcoming NXT TakeOver is called TakeOver at the End.
1: <gasps> so really, yeah. yeah. So it'll be uh, Ooh. that was my question from JJB Sterling. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think about that? The end. I didn't the know end. it was called the end.
0: This is yeah. it yeah, is interesting because one, you're like, oh, that's for Finn, Joe. Yeah. Like that's the end of their feud. But it's also like, is this the end
3: of NXT as we know it?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. NXT
3: has gone through so many changes. It'll be rebooted uh, like so many. Maybe
2: comic that's books. the thing going to <laughs> Thursday night.
1: Yeah. It'll be
2: reborn. It'll it'll reset Finn Balor's uh, entire history. I so, mean, a new they, field in Finn Balor can
3: I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura is kind of wasted on NXT. Though, I got to say, I'm super jealous of my Jacksonville bro, Turbo yeah. Bison, getting to see them in Jacksonville very soon, including Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, I could not imagine a day I would have seen Shinsuke Nakamura alive. But so again, if they
0: do reboot everything, though, does that mean, will they reveal that Dr. Manhattan created the NXT <laughs> universe? It's well, a timely joke.
3: I've also heard that uh, with NXT that they. They want to have three touring brands, mm. NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. But the SmackDown only or NXT only gets does well when it has Joe and Nakamura and Finn and Bailey on it. When they try doing it with just like yeah. Oh, it's American Alpha in Revival headlining it. Now that's a great match, but yeah. people will pay a lot more to see. Bailey Finn Samoa and <laughs> Naka.
1: Sorry, JJB Sterling says Finn Balor is stuck in the Speed Force. Uh,
2: Newly Salad <laughs> says it's a great A
0: limey. I am shocked and moderately miffed by Henry's blatant racism towards yeah. McCann. I shall retort in classic British tradition. I'm
1: with you, dude. A oh. strongly
0: worded letter than complete annexation. Yep. <laughs> I'm right.
1: with you. Put it on put it on the internet and I will share that shit Take because I'm, I'm a social activist.
2: <laughs> Takeover is shaping up to be really good. Like I Harold I'm, James Gilbert. Before they added the steel cage thing to Finn Balor Samoa Joe, I was kind of not so hyped on that. But that one is is the well, first ever NXT, cage match, so they're going to do some crazy shit with
3: NXT it. NXT never has gimmick matches, so I'm okay with that. Yeah,
2: I mean Nakamura Aries, I could that that is like the uh, the lock of the week for me. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's obvious who's who's winning that. Chucky Duck. Yeah, yeah, but seeing seeing how Ares can become heel out of this, so I'm, I'm interested in that. And the main event in my mind, Oscar mm-hmm. versus Nia Jax, which is. Like Nijax has just been getting better and better, and if there's anything that's yeah. been missing from NXT lately, it's Asuka getting like matches that matter because yeah. she hasn't really had one since she won it. I think she she made did she rematch Bailey? I can't even remember. But like, no, I don't no, think she's, she's had she a rematch. No, she has to
3: earn a rematch, which seems weird because we know about the rematch clause.
2: Usually, mm. Australia's fine. Tranquil, baby. Rematch clause is oh, the yeah. uh, it's the fourth Santa Claus movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> before we move on to the uh, the last match, anything from the uh, the crowd that you wanna. Call out, Chris. No, nah. uh,
0: I mean we were kind of we were kind of uh, pulling him up as we went. So I think we're. I uh, no,
3: I think I mean I'm. Gr- I I just want to repeat. I'm so glad to see Nakamura like yeah. really, really succeeding. Like he is. He exploded on the scene with that Sami Zayn match and has not slowed down since. I've been loving – Nakamura was my favorite guy in New Japan. Like, yeah. he was the most WWE guy in New Japan.
2: When is Money in the Bank? Because I'm wondering if that's close June. enough. To, June 19th. Yep. Okay, that's close enough where it could be like Crisis on Infinite WWEs where you start to see, like, NXT bleed into WWE matches they and stuff. They have two and a half
0: weeks from June 8th yeah. to Money in the Bank. Like, they could do stuff. They could start mingling and blurring <laughs> the
3: lines. Yeah, the draft is until July 11th, mm-hmm. though, I
0: believe. I didn't so. watch at all during that brand split, so I'm actually excited about this. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's I don't want say them that's... to do two belts. Like, I don't. I want mm-hmm. one world heavyweight champion that can grab it, that can appear mm-hmm. whenever, wherever. But like, not the main belt for SmackDown and a main world belt. Like yeah. that that confuses me because then eventually you're going to unify things again. It's cyclical, which means again you'll have to then unify two belts, and it's like that. There was just that year, like, 2013, where every champion carried two belts. Yeah. And, like, Orton or Cena walk out, and it you're like, why so is there long? two
2: belts? And then you have to explain, well, the brand split. Yeah. And it just... I don't I know. know I, it led to some good moments, like like Paul Heyman being yeah. uh, the, the lead on or SmackDown and just making that show amazing. And, like, 2011, I thought, was a really good year for SmackDown, because, like, that, that, that had better feuds, I thought. But let's move on to Lucha Underground. Uh, had two title matches this week, uh, but... I don't know, I don't feel title matches as much in Lucha Underground, especially since they are literally won and lost in the space of a week on so many occasions, including... Uh, Cage versus Chavo Guerrero.
3: I mean, the belt turnover is getting a little extreme there. Yeah. But I think it is because they like, they don't, they're not on the pay per view, you know, um, yeah. uh, gerbil, track. Well, uh, yeah. gerbil track. Hamster wheel. Gerbil track, hamster wheel, same thing. <laughs> uh, but they, so they just have like, yeah, well, The, the, the gerbil track has a Kanye
1: diss in it. Hamster
2: wheel went to TNA, they'd have to call it gerbil track. What's the gerbil track? <laughs> that's an excellent joke that no one can uh, That's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> no, but <laughs> anyway. That's the best place to do I think that, That's joke the game. name
3: it's of the network we're on. By the way. So I'm just tired of Chavo. Like I'm not the biggest. Like Chavo sucks, man. I like, I
2: agree. Like I don't like Chavo that much. Like and in Lucha Underground, he's one of the most useless characters. Yeah. But this match that they had with Cage, like he was good in it. Like granted, he is, I think over forty. Oh I yeah. think he is definitely over forty. He's a bit slower than the rest, but he still had a damn good match. And they and what got me was like Match Striker started to call out like this is reminiscent of. Uh, Eddie Guerrero against Brock Lesnar like it's impossible this guy should not win but somehow he's he's keeping up and he almost did they go for a
3: light face turn like kind of but 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 Chavo has been such a a, like pill like he just sucks like his thing with Tejano like even the even the crew who sucks ass like even they're just like we're done with you brah Mm mm-hmm And he's just been the sneakiest, shittiest dude. And I also... One of my favorite moments in season two has been when uh, Ian Vampiro... (laughs) Calls out Stryker on Stryker saying, "You know Chavo is a one time considered one of the best in the world." And man, was like, "Dude, Chavo's my friend. He never was." <laughs> like in the SmackDown Six, he was lucky to be yeah. a part of it. Man, It was there was it was really Snack SmackDown Five plus Chavo. Yeah, he was
2: never even the best Guerrero in WWE. Like after Absolutely. his brother died, oh yeah, and uh, his wife kind of outshone him. So yeah, but like yeah, I think he's actually one of the producers on Lucha Underground. Which is, like, for a guy who's a producer, he's not putting himself in the limelight too much, yeah. so which I can respect. But, like, Ideally, and, but in the case of this match, it, it worked out. And, of course, Cage ended up crushing him anyway and <laughs> did the smart thing with Gift of the Gods and said, "I'm I'm using this immediately. Like, next week I'm wrestling for the title. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. I mean... He's also Cage, so it's Cage, like, of course well, Cage yeah. would do that. He's
3: not a man, he's a machine, man. Yes. But, I mean, have you... I saw a picture of Cage from an indie event recently, mm. and, like, he literally has an impossible body. Mm. Like, there's... There's not an ounce of fat on him. He is entirely muscle Mm -hmm. in a way that just makes you go like, dude, you're going to be dead at 40. Like, you look awesome, you'll be dead at 40.
2: Yeah, like he's one of those people that when I watch... Which underground? I'm like, how did this guy never get any sort of run in WWE? Like, he's exactly what Vince McMahon pictures when he makes a wrestler. He,
3: I think he couldn't pass but the wellness probably, test. That's man. my that's my suggestion. Speaking of
0: what makes Vince happy, that gif of Roman cocking his fist <laughs> repeatedly and cutting back to the usual yeah. the Vince, Vince reaction Vince shot. Vince Thank God, it's, uh, I can't believe how well that works. Uh, Someone, uh, Turbo Bison saying. Uh, he was saying Chavo is not great on Twitter because he gave Sasha Banks shit for dressing up like Eddie. Oh, that's bullshit, yeah. man. He was saying that was disrespectful. Disrespectful. He's kind of a, a
2: shithead. Like, when he will shit on, like, the most... The <laughs> things that make res- wrestling fans the happiest, he will shit on. Uh, like, NXT stuff all the time. But mm. he's a heel. Like, he, well, thing- he, he's rarely ever mm. facing mm. his career, yeah. so, like...
3: One, oh. one thing that uh, softens me on Chavito is mm. that... Um, He's been through some bad things, mm-hmm. and like his story, if you've ever listened to his appearance on Chris Jericho's podcast, mm-hmm. he back to back talks about like, oh, here's what the day was like when I found Eddie dead, oh my and when gosh. he was dead, and then and then he follows that up with, oh, and uh, then Chris Benoit became my new writing buddy, and uh, then, oh, no. then then that day happened, <laughs> and he explains it all. You're like, wow. But that's the kind of stuff you only get to hear from people who don't work at WWE yeah. anymore. They they, they, uh, they don't talk about it otherwise.
0: I just love the idea of referring to FCW as pre-crisis NXT. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Uh,
2: There's some other good matches on Lucha Underground. There was uh, Mascarita Sagrada, the, uh, the little, little person. person wrestler who's being managed by Famous B who Get uh fanged. yeah he's a infor- infomercial manager who yes has signed with this uh small person wrestler and that and he fought Joey Ryan who's basically Paul F Tompkins the wrestler yeah the no, creepy 70s, mustache
3: 70s res- uh, 70s porno
2: wrestler uh, a hybrid of the two if they did a fusion dance <laughs> sure but uh, uh going off of Joey Ryan's biggest claim to fame I think which is that he's got penis based offense like he's he's an unbreakable r- penis. Yes, yes, he 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 a couple of months ago he like basically threw a, a Japanese wrestler around by just ah. moving his penis while the Japanese wrestler <laughs> grabbed it. But uh in, in, the job. in this match because it's a little person wrestler he will go for the balls and he went for Joey Ryan's balls and hurt his own hand because Joey Ryan's apparently his penis is made out of uh, Adamantium, you comic book guys, all right, right? Yeah. Adamantium, yeah, that's, that's the right sure, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that caught, that that helped Joey Ryan win the match. And then there was also the six-man tag match for their trios championship, mm-hmm. which was Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma, and I forget the, who that who's a new one. Oh, Dragon as Jr Yeah, uh, Duke, against Duke Puma. Yeah, against um, the Darewolf and, Oh, you mean uh, PJ and, Black, yeah. Jack Evans, and uh, Johnny Mundo? But anyway, that, that was a good match. But again, like. I was just getting into Rey Mysterio and Prince Puma and Dragon Azteca being, like, the past, present, and future of this of uh, Lucha Underground, and they lose. And it's like, I, maybe they'll win it back, but, like, mm. I just want to see a couple people have, like, lengthy title reigns, and not just the main yeah. title having Sometimes
3: title I reign. wonder if they change those titles so much, because they're like, and we're done, we're at the end of a taping, let's have a title change. And then when they then resume in two weeks, okay, new stuff, oh, we want a different mm. champion, you know it is tough for them. They've got a lot of like I've got a circling group of people. But I like Cage. I like what a monster he is. I miss when people were monsters like him. I worry, but it is. Well, he also was involved in one of my least favorite things that happened on Lucha Underground recently, where in his cage match with Johnny Mundo, they did a chair shot to the head, mm-hmm. which should never happen again. Like that absolutely never happened. And again. this is like the only one of the few shows where you can edit that out. Yeah, they didn't. So. It's like morally, with what we know about brain damage, <laughs> you can't avoid concussions in this job, but in that job, it would seem, but the one way to help is hmm. to never hit people in the head with a chair. Yeah. I don't know. Where's the science that says
0: if I don't do that, <laughs> I don't get a concussion.
3: Yeah. Uh, and I do love his finisher, the, uh, yeah, oh, such a good finisher by Cage. But,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I don't harbor any delusions that he'll become the Lucha Underground champion, but Cage versus Matanza in the match of the, like, insanely buff guys who can still, like, move around a lot, yeah. that'll be a good match. I mean,
3: after the Mil Muertes uh, Matanza thing, now it's another monster v. monster thing. Yeah. So they can get all their monsters. Monster mon- versus machine. They they can get all their big guy versus big guy stuff out of the way, yeah. and then Matanza can start facing smaller dudes again,
2: yeah. like uh, Pentagon Junior <laughs> or uh, Prince Puma. Thanks for submitting all these questions and comments. Uh, yeah, you guys should watch Lucha Underground. Uh, just get you can get Sling, I think, or just subscribe via iTunes. Uh, if you have Comcast, it's available or, on Xfinity or for you. If you're getting it in a less. Uh, savory ways buy like a t-shirt or hat from them just to like show they like this this wrestling show on the small network should be getting support and uh and yeah, that's why i talk about it every week because i love it and it's got the best the best storylines and some of the best wrestling and just a great show in general but yes uh, that's this week in wrestling hulk hogan's rockin
1: wrestling will return after these messages
0: Bleep bloop, game fans. Want to get the latest tips and tricks to unlock advanced boards in your favorite games? Well, you won't hear any of that on Game
3: Apocalypse, but you will hear a bunch of nerds talking about their favorite moments in video games. For example... I was really hoping Pocket Card Jockey could be a surprisingly good game, and it is! Huh, it really is. Really? Did you want to play a game that is a very loving tribute to the sport of horse racing? No. That's also Sports a of game of solitaire. No. It's pretty much the next, Rusty Slugger. And it's really good. Seven bucks on uh, the eShop for your 3DS, boys.
2: What? I got to pay up front for a yeah. no download? Well,
3: get the demo. It's good. Mm. It's good.
2: <laughs> also, I can't tell people I'm playing Pocket Card Jockey without them thinking like. Oh, so you're masturbating. Yeah, Dave, Dave, yeah. Dave,
1: everybody knows you uh, work out of your house primarily. Mm-hmm. Everyone assumes you're masturbating all <laughs> yes. the
3: time. Yeah. Until, <laughs>
2: until you talk to them, you're masturbating. Uh, all it took, your friends think it
3: took Dave 15 minutes to answer this okay. Hangout question, uh, uh, maybe. Look, well,
2: I, I do a tantric style, so it's got a... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uncharted 4! <4. laughs> <laughs> Uncharted 4. That's Video
0: Game Apocalypse every Friday on the Laser Time Network. To see more, go to com.
1: And now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. New World Order.
2: Welcome back to the last. Segment of Cheap Popcast episode ever. number eighty-three. No, yes. come on. The end. This isn't like uh, tape Smackdowns. We're gonna be doing this forever. Um, but let, before we get on to Smackdown stuff, uh, which is uh, might be the first time I ever said that on a Cheap Popcast because when did that show matter in the last three years? Let's start with the crowd question. Which, uh, in honor of Extreme Rules, I asked the crowd, "What's your favorite Extreme Rules match or hardcore match?" With the caveat that it can't be a ladder match because those are kind of their own beasts and they're more high-flying, whereas the matches I'm thinking of are kind of like the, the disgusting, hitting people over the head with canes and chairs and barbed wire and thumbtacks and all that stuff. Uh, so, starting off with was Chinese Ninja Social Justice Warrior who said uh, one close to my heart, Cactus Jack versus Triple H at Royal Rumble 2000 oh which was at God. MSG. Nick Foley has had many great hardcore matches but this one stands head and shoulders above the rest. Very violent, great pacing, memorable spots. Foley does a great job of making you want to see him win, and Triple H does a great job of just being a despicable bastard. That
3: pedigree into the thumbtacks, like,
2: that's a move you'll never see again because, like, that could have just gone in your
3: eye. Why did you do this,
2: Cactus? Uh, TranquilBez22 said, For me, it was Edge versus Foley at WrestleMania 22. Such a brutal match. I like the ending with the flaming table, and I still cringe when I when Edge lands on those thumbtacks. Foley having barbed wire wrapped around his chest was awesome and proves how much of a hardcore motherfucker he truly is. So, this was
0: like 2005 or something?
2: Yeah, because 04 was his crappy
3: match that made him want to be better. Yeah, like, he had, like Foley had
2: never really had a great WrestleMania match, mm, and no this way. was it. Like, I kind of tried to ask him that when I interviewed him at uh, SummerSlam a couple years ago. I'm like, how, how did it feel to go out on top with a great WrestleMania match? And he's like, well, I didn't have so many. I had some not so great matches after that. And I'm like, dude, don't bring up TNA. Yeah, I like, meant like. You know me- what? Let's talk your, about the good times, buddy. Your last WrestleMania match, you goof. You should have said, like, come on, we're Long Island brothers.
3: Yeah. Let's talk about the LI.
2: Oh, that was, that was also embarrassing. So, like, before the interview. He's like, uh, I say, like, I, I'm from Long Island too. Great to like see a, a local boy done good, and <laughs> then he's, and then like right before the interview starts, he says, "Where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, Farmingdale. It's, it's uh, on the border of Nassau County." He's like, "No, what outlet are you from?" Ooh. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, "You motherfucker!" Ooh. Started <laughs> off the interview on a bad note, and it only got Sports, sports Illustrated. Uh, Phil Ken Seven said, "Tough one, but uh, Cactus Triple H is one I remember watching live and fondly." But I'm gonna go. Uh, with something else. Grave Consequences 1, Mil Muertes, Mil Muertes versus Phoenix from Lucha Underground, Jesus Christ, sheer brutality, pretty much all of Lucha's big extreme matches have been on the next level, including no moss match and Graver Consequences and Zero Mirdo match. Oh yeah, that was... That was I mean, yeah, that, that was hardcore to the extreme. That was probably my favorite Lucha Underground h- hardcore match, there which we- was the fucking old, old-looking, kind of out of shape... Uh, Vampiro, been the ringer, done every drug known to man. Vampiro <laughs> against this guy who just breaks people's arms, and it was a brutal match. And Fluorescent Va- light tubes, Vamp- man. Vampiro took most of the offense and was a bloody mess at the end. And I had no idea he had it in him. It was like the most surprising I've ever, most surprised I've ever been by a match where yeah. he was just like, you had that in you. Like the age you're at, the condition you're in, mm-hmm. that you could have a hardcore match like that was amazing. Worth uh, Nintendo said. For me, it would be Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle from King of the Ring 2001. Oof. If only for the spots involving the glass on the set not breaking, with Kurt trying to toss Shane through them repeatedly. The sound of Shane's head hitting the ground is sickening and to this day gives me shudders. Sh- uh Shane is not a trained wrestler, but some of the stuff he has put himself through in that match was insane. Kurt is no soft either and provided the perfect partner for Shane in that match and has to be commended for helping Shane put on the best match of his life. Uh, Drew says... Combat Toyota versus Megumi Kudo. It was a le- it was an electrified barbed wire landmine death match. And also t- Toyota's retirement match was kind of told you ahead of time that she'd be the one who died, but this that's my only nitpick in this otherwise stellar match. So a a women's match that is a barbed wire landmine death match.
3: If there's Jesus. a blank spot I have in pro wrestling, it's I need
2: to watch more Joshi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another Japanese wrestling match from Super Wrestle Fun. That name doesn't surprise me. M- Mitsuhiro Matsunaga versus Kendo Nagasaki in a Piranha Fish death match.
0: <laughs> and one full-grown African lion.
2: <laughs> this is one of the most horrible matches I've ever seen. It's 20 minutes of old Japanese men trying to put each other into a water t- tank filled with piranhas. Jesus. When Matsunaga is finally trapped in the tank and pulled out a minute later, he's covered in bloody piranha bites. It's genuinely horrifying. Five stars. Well, you can't get a concussion that way. That is why uh, Japan goes the craziest. Just sea bass with lipstick. (laughs) 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 Those are real piranhas. We want uh, the goggles, people. (laughs) I know that's acid, (laughs) but still. We get it. Uh, So this week's crowd question, one of the biggest announcements of the week, uh, of the year is that SmackDown will be going live in July, and with it... Totally there will... overshadowed Cody Rose leaving. I think so. And I think <laughs> something did. that, like, had he known, it might have changed his mind, because, like, wow. hey, we're splitting brands. Huh. We're, like, this new show is to give new talent the chance to shine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so basically it'll be like the WWE was from 2002 to 2011, where there is one group of wrestlers that does Raw, mm-hmm. one group of wrestlers that does SmackDown, and there's some crossover, like, at, at pay-per-view events... And, uh, like, certain wrestlers are just, like, omniscient and go-between shows. Like, usually the tag champs were in that case. And mm-hmm. uh, we don't know yet whether there will be... Like Galactus or Eternity. Yes, and- but we don't know whether the <laughs> WWE champion will de- defend his title on both shows mm-hmm. or if, he- if they'll be separate... World champions like they did for most of the uh, brand split. I mean,
3: the most recent thing I read is that they're going to be built Roman Reigns will be Raw, John mm-hmm. Cena will be SmackDown, like yeah. that, and that will keep them separate until I assume their WrestleMania match
2: next year or the year after. Yeah. Uh, so, my question is what would you want to be exclusive to SmackDown, be it a specific title or a wrestler or. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just a like a some sort of concept for the show that is just My for goodness. SmackDown. What?
1: All the goofy ass guys with face paint makeup yeah. stay on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and maybe you create like this this uh, Mortal Combat outer realm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but you give it a you get give, give it a different flavor. B it gets insane when you cross over with the other one.
2: Yeah. I mean, it also works on the level that NXT kind of Mm -hmm. was created to combat Ring of Honor, where it's like just matches mostly, very simplified stories, great matches, and now NXT is a huge success, so with Lucha Underground being popular now, why not make a... Is that why it's the end, you think? are the end of NXT it, well
3: it's going to get integrated into uh, yeah i smackdown, think it'll be yeah. very
2: much like a smackdown sister show if it's not abolished altogether i don't think they would because it's still i it, still a brand they can sell yeah people so, like, love it still mm. but like I, I, w- I could see if they made uh smackdown like a lucha underground competitor where it's more like off the wall and sort mm. of like uh mystical things are happening that that could work and it actually would have worked better when uh, back when wwe was doing shows on the sci-fi network but that didn't really <laughs> take um for me I would have to say and I know this is what people don't want I want a world title for Smackdown. Ugh. I think the the one one of the things that's kind of made even though the world heavyweight championship that was on Smackdown for years was always regarded as the lesser champion, championship the last two years have been like Roman's the only champion or Cena's the only champion and like you rarely got moments that made you happy for your favorite wrestler like you know uh Daniel Bryan or Dolph Ziggler winning the world heavyweight championship even though you knew it was the lower title it was still that this guy made it and he or even was
3: Christian winning it yeah you know? like
2: yeah like these guys are still main eventing this show this might not be the bigger show but yeah. it's still this person is a main eventer and if you're going to make SmackDown its own separate show, I feel like you should have a lead person on that show, and it shouldn't be just Roman Reigns coming to visit. He put in his work on uh, Raw, but he's going to just half-ass it here on SmackDown. I want to see like a dedicated thing that people are chasing on this show, and it sh- should be a separate world championship. Well, so my favorite,
3: the only time the brand split worked for me mm-hmm. was when Paul Heyman was running mm-hmm. SmackDown, when it truly worked because otherwise Vince just let them go between when he felt like it. And it kind of killed like, no, you keep them separate until the big four. And then you yeah. get more fun of seeing them together. Like it made the Royal rumble even better yeah. because it, you did half the dudes never met the other half the dudes uh, the rest of the year, but that, yeah, so the guy, the thing I would change would be make Paul Heyman the head writer of that show of SmackDown, and have Vince far away from it. But if it's a live show, I've heard that that's not going to be the case. Vince wants to be involved in a yeah. live show, and he'll be there. So that would suck. Uh, also, if I think what well, they definitely need to keep the same. Marinola there and have him call the fucking moves instead yeah. of telling <laughs> stories as Joey Styles once put it
2: yeah I mean I don't know if I the one thing that really stands out when you watch like an old WWE pay-per-view from the brand split era is like especially with the Royal Rumble there are both announced teams there, yeah, and there's so one wo- there's one Royal Rumble where it's three announced teams because there was also ECW. Ugh. There are six announcers for one match. It's insane, and I can't keep everything in my head together. Like there's a new person coming in the ring every 90 seconds, and there are six men talking about it. It's like <laughs> my brain can't like like function when I'm watching this match. It's just too much. But as as long as you can stand to see Chris Benoit, still
3: yeah. watch the yeah. 2002 2003 Smackdowns mm-hmm. that. Uh, that had the SmackDown 6 on yeah. it because it is masterclass
2: or weekly wrestling. Uh, it holds up very well. Uh, Brett, what do you say? What, what do you want to see on
3: SmackDown?
0: I mean, I like the idea of keeping one world title like an omniscient person or yeah. omnipotent that is the guy. And both both shows kind of hope to get that shot, mm-hmm. but using it as a chance to give the belts they have, the US and the IC, like, give them a chance. Like, maybe US stays on Raw and Mm -hmm. IC becomes the SmackDown belts, and because it'll have its own show, like, that champ can lord it over that show a little better, and then if SmackDown will always be the tighter show anyway. Mm -hmm. So, that means that's where the workhorses can go and put on great matches for that, and Raw is maybe a little bit more of the drama or whatever. I I mean, I don't know what SmackDown was like in those days, if it was closer to Raw. Mm
3: -hmm. It was typified by... Paul Heyman's era of just he picked the guys that Vince McMahon saw nothing in like Vince McMahon didn't think Edge could be a world champion he didn't think that uh, didn't think JBL could be a big star didn't have much faith in John Cena either Mm. and while meanwhile Raw got to be clear spot for the Reign of Terror by Triple H then you got to have Mm. uh, SmackDown be the safe spot away Mm. from Triple H away from Vince McMahon's bad writing and just build up all these dudes and make Brock Lesnar still the killer Superman, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was great. It was great. But yeah, I do like the idea of making some thematic
0: difference, where yeah. it's not just two more hours of wrestling. Uh,
2: so leave your answer to this crowd question underneath uh, this episode of Cheap Popcast on Uh On top of all that, we had the predictions from last week, four extreme rules. Out of the three of us who uh, put in predictions, I won. You won. I knew you won, because... I- the one difference between us was Dean and Jericho. Yeah, and I thought Jericho was going to clinch it. But. And none of, uh, neither of us got uh, the, the intercontinental championship match right, though. You did. You picked I the got mids. That one. Yeah, and <laughs> it was his time. Yeah, one of the few people uh, from the from our comments who chose the Miz was Type Forty Comics. He actually got everything right from wow. the entire show, wow. and, and his choice of theme to close out this episode is Eric Bischoff's WWE theme. Uh. I'm back and um, better than ever. Some chance. Yes. No, no, no not that. So. It's different. Yeah, but it's, it is it, it is very man. ACDC. Uh, I really like it. So that's closing us out. We'll see you next week with more wrestling chatter.
1: Because your opinion
2: don't matter. It's a going to step on the-